connected to a TV set. It's just there in the box. Doesn't make any sense. So they're clearly not poor. Uh, I mean, the Artful Dodger and all of them, they were the enforcer? She's a new character, I guess. I don't remember her from the musical. Yeah, so that's the guy from Little Britain. The dog. Is that the mark? He is the mark. Oh, I'm an intern. Oh, excuse me, I bumped into you. Everyone bumps into each other. Oh, sorry, mate. <laughs> Look at this. It's not real life. Yeah, they're at the swimming pool. They're on the rooftop. How'd you get on the rooftop of buildings? The cops. One shot. It's a simple It's an art espionage. Wait a second. She's not from. She's not from Munchies, is she? No, she's from Game of Thrones. I don't know who she is. Oh, she's, she's on the box. She was the sister. Uh, <laughs> well, that was an interesting twist. Lisa, may I have no more? Well, I have no more. You, what would be yours? It would be twist. You said, yeah, yeah. I, I'm going to agree with you. All right, let's go to worst screenplay. First choice is The Misfit. It is stupid. Doesn't make any sense. Horrible script. They get away with everything. There's no nothing's grounded. In. There's no nothing, no repercussions. They just do go say we're going to do it. Maybe he just bumps into his it. daughter in Azerbaijan. He's like, oh, she planned it all along. Do it. But she she was at the same room and she bumped into oh yeah, excuse what me, was sir. his reaction? And oh, he's wait. meeting you here in another country. You tried to swipe my wallet. I, I learned I'm from my protege. I'm a protege. <laughs> Hi dad. Hi, honey. <laughs> Terrible. Blech. Doesn't make any sense. Woman in the window. Yeah, it's this is a really hoardy script. This goes on forever. Uh, I enjoyed it. What's what is going on? Karen, Cabrini by Coke Daniels, the director. I like this movie. I have no no problem with it at all. Diana the Musical. This one was a big deal for me, Carl. It is so tone deaf to do a musical about a tragedy, about exploiting this. <laughs> yeah. The paparazzi killed Diana is a popular uh, belief. So why would you make a musical that just plays off the exploitation? And they do a paparazzi number in the beginning, the flash bulbs behind her. We'll give you up, celebrity. Uh, and then, you know, they have him at the end. It's just every camp moment of her life, she talks to a gay man. Uh, gay man. Remember, like, she went to, like, a, an AIDS clinic and talked to the, the gay man, young gay man at the time. It was I, I, she was really magnificent in person. She really was. So, yeah, absolutely. But Camilla has a lot of airtime on this, this musical. She shows up, and it's her side deal. Like, she had a husband, but she was fucking uh, Prince Charles for, for mm -hmm. decades. And she set this up, and it was going to be a good little thing. It should not have been written. I would have definitely pick this as worst screenplay. However, the last choice is a little film called Twist, which, <laughs> my God, I'm telling you, make an exception. This is a phenomenally bad movie, and it's so weirdly written. It just well, do you think sense. I should watch it? If you have an opportunity, I got it from the public library. Okay. So. Yeah, I uh, you texted me the picture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's out there. Just, you know, you may not want to pay money for it, but when you have the chance to see it. Is that uh, your choice? Yeah, I think so. It's not grounded in reality at all. It doesn't make any sense. 
and they get away with so much weird stuff. I chose the Misfits because I haven't seen Twist, but I chose the Misfits for the exact same reason you're talking yeah. about. If I had seen Twist, I probably would choose it, right? Yeah, or maybe stick with the Misfits for the same reason. They're both strong contenders. And I would throw in Diane and the Musical, which was my choice until I saw Twist. Uh-huh. Worst director. Okay, we are going to a film that I have not seen. I have not seen Gary. Planning to see it this weekend. Uh, it is a okay, I musical. Saw that, right now, I go to Amazon. Now I hate musicals. I hate musicals. I won't watch them. I won't watch them. So I went to Amazon. Was like three ninety nine or maybe even five ninety nine. And I said, "Fucking things I do for love." And I clicked yes, paid my money down the trash. <clears throat> and then he goes, "No, no, 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 no!" I was like, "What have I done?" So. <laughs> What I did was I hit the skip thing, you know, skip ahead 10 seconds. So they would start singing and I would skip, skip, skip. And then I would listen to the drama part. And then they would start singing. I would skip. And in between the skips, you catch a second of, that's why I live in your mother. And so you sort of get a sense of what the song is. <laughs> I'm be your girlfriend. You know, so I don't know. It was this Okay, I hate musicals, but if you like musicals, you might like this because it it does it in the real world. You, do you know what I mean? It isn't a big stage production. Well, it's one of those movie versions of a musical where they use the movie universe to move the cameras around in a real school. Yeah. But they do keep the aspect of having the actor who plays the teenager keep his real show his real age. Right. 25 or whatever. Uh, and I, I don't oh. know the original actor, but the guy who plays the lead, not Evan Hansen, but the guy writing the, the song to him, uh, he's, he's not a teenager. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I don't get it. Well, on stage, if you have someone playing a teenager and he's 24, you go, okay, I get it. Movie musical, uh, it's better to have an adult do all the heavy lifting and I can suspend disbelief that he's 24, but in this musical, he's playing the aspect of teenage life that we all can relate to. But when they do it in the movie, you're like, why is this guy 24 walking around a high school? And you thought that. You looked at this guy and was thought he was older. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And I have not seen this yet. Hmm? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. And also, he... Well, I don't know. I never thought that. I thought he was a high school kid, you know, and I thought the other ones were too. And I just think, I don't know, if you like musicals, this one was, they, it was art directed different. That's the wrong word. It was a different mood. You weren't in a musical. You were in a drama. And um, it was it? it was endearing. Um, it was a little bit gilding the lily. I think you like to say that because it was like... Um, he tells a lie, and then he gets like almost caught, so he lies a little deeper, but it makes them feel good about it, so he's encouraged to do it, and then later he has to reveal his lie. You know, it's that, I mean, that always happens. That happens to Gilligan, right? Yeah, happened to World's, uh, World's Greatest Dad, the Robin Williams, the Mork. Uh, yep. All right, well, I have, uh, so it, this, this movie pops up in the remaining nominations. Uh, but it's for worst director, Stephen. Do you Chabosky. feel? Do you feel that he was the worst director? No. 
Rennie Harlan is the misfit. Well, do you want to watch the trailer to Dear Evan Hansen? Oh, oh, okay. I have a universal pictures, three minutes and 18 seconds. Dear Evan Hamster. German Bridge. I can't find it. Dear Evan Hamster. Did you say Universal Pictures? Yep. There we go. 22 million views. Dear Evan Hamster. Okay. Three, two, one, go. Got that word going. Word. He's writing a letter to himself, okay? Because his therapist told him to do that. He, he is Evan Hansen? Yeah. Oh, but isn't there like a dead kid? There's the guy who's going to kill himself, Connor. But uh, he'll have that letter in his pocket, and they'll think it's a suicide note written to his best friend, Evan Hansen. But it's him writing about his lame ass life. Right. Man, he's a man without Connor. Oh no, that's the letter. Right. Why did I print it out? He was going to deliver it to his therapist. Is it? He's singing right now, right? With auto tune. Is there a lot of attitude in this movie? Yeah, and there's Lois Lane. Is it? But she's also the woman in the window. Well, no, she saw, she saw the woman in the window. She is <laughs> not the woman in the window. Oh, she's the. This is like, Amy. <laughs> uh, Lois Lane is in the movie called Woman in the Window. Too bad, man. Yeah, Lois Lane is in. The but movie called as a different person. She's not the woman in the window, but she's in the movie. The window. How no. much clearer can I be? Listen, if I could do it over, I wouldn't have watched this movie. But if you like musicals and it is endearing and touching, and you don't think the direction is like noticeably bad? No. Um, I'll be asking you about the screenplay and the acting later, but. Oh, look at you, loser. They got the swings. I can't do it. Can we stop? Ooh. You're viral. They're trying to raise money. Part of his lie was they went to an orchard together as best friends and. Can't deal. And so they want to buy the orchard. So they have to go fund me page for like a hundred thousand dollars and it's like it's exposed. I don't know. It's embarrassing. It's cringy moments. Oh sure, I hated that one. My my house of lies fell like a house of cards. Now wait, Julianne Moore aunt was also the woman in she was the woman in the window. Yeah. She got killed. Yeah. So you, so you were right that. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, the woman in the window. Except she's not Lois Lane, so we can't do the same. Okay. 
Okay, I don't know. Uh, I, it was a snore fest, but that's only for Carl. Other people might really like this. Full, full disclosure, I'm going to the public library. There's five copies waiting at the popular video library. Uh, they call it popular. Wow. You know, you know, it's a very 70s part of the uh, Los Angeles Public Library. It's a downtown uh, brand. They have something called the popular library. They have the cookbooks and the paperbacks and the videos on the ground floor, so you don't have to go upstairs. Uh-huh, how convenient. It's right there. Yeah, it's the popular library. Well, that's on the popular library. That's Evan Hansen. Oh, my God. I, I don't know if I'm going to be into it. Worst director, Rennie Harlan in The Misfits. Yeah. That would be my choice. I feel like it's a comic book, and at least in that aspect, it's more successful. Like he was able to pitch one scene to the next. So if it's like, we need a shark, cut to a shark. Yeah, but it just wasn't – okay, so you're saying he did his job, but I don't know. He didn't give us a real world, and he showed us wealth and luxury. Right, I yeah. No, it was just – it was easy. He's got the leopard being a pet for the sexy lady. Okay, all right. I'm going to – I'm, ta I'm ta uh, tabling that because I, I feel like maybe – maybe you're right because it wasn't – it didn't add up to anything. It was not entertainment. There's no, yeah. You know, Ocean Lemons has at least some grit to it, some some come up in for some her journey. Pope Daniels is listed as worst director for Karen. I thought he did fine. I thought it was fine. Yeah, he moved the, he moved the camera around. It was more interesting the shots. Mm -hmm. I thought a lot of it was good. The direction was good. The the wife was really funny in it. Uh, the director of Diana the Musical, Christopher Ashley, got mentioned. I don't think this should count. I mean, it was a recording of a play, of a of a stage show, right? That's exactly their description. This is the Netflix version. Videotape with no audience during the lockdown, which was streaming and steaming on Netflix a month before it opened and bombed on Broadway. It is true. It is a full-on professional production. It is an opportunity to see a full-on professional production shot for the pandemic. However, it's a real dud. It's a real lemon. Any nudity? Uh, maybe, uh, yeah, maybe Camilla, maybe I think, uh, uh, yeah, Prince William shows up. The, um, nothing, no, there's no nudity in this movie, uh, you, but it's every exploitive thing about Diana. I and just wouldn't vote for it because it wasn't really a directed movie, so it's I- It's not a directed movie, but for the artifact that it is, that this fact is a real bomb of a movie, real exploitive camp, and the production of- you know, Exploitative. Exploitative. I know that's what I've been not saying. So anyway, I, I agree it's not a movie, but and the direction was just, you know, it was lifeless. But I'm not a movie. I'm not a theater director producer. So the last director is for the for the movie The Woman in the Window, Joe Wright. Right. I'm I, I'm voting for him. I thought that movie was fine. <laughs> I vote uh, the Misfits, but I, I don't get a vote. You see, you are a Razzie's yeah, right. member, and I well, maybe I agree. That. Like that's the thing; it's a toss-up. It's I think the woman in the window is leaden, and that he just kind of jumped right in, and it's just like heavy-handed, but or not heavy-handed, just not any air to breathe in that movie. And but the Misfits well, was this world. Stuffy room. I don't know. I just yeah. okay. I know. All right, yeah, maybe I'll do Renny. I'm gonna have to. That's a toss-up in my head. I still have to see Dear Evan Hansen, so I can't decide. Uh, worst screen couple, we have some rather uh, comedic takes. One of them is Jared Leto, and either his 17-pound latex face, his geeky clothes, or his accent. House of Gucci. 
Where's another? Uh... Okay, wait a second. Yeah. I'm mad at the Razzies again. Okay. Uh, this isn't a screen couple. It is. It's his latex face, and then his out is jarring clothes, and his accent. It's, it's now like I know perfect. these are woke times, but I'm looking for the opposite gender gender here of Jared Leto, and I don't get that. I got a latex he face. He should be nominated for worst direct uh, supporting actor, and then that should hold it. Uh, then we have uh, Ben Platt, who we just saw, and any other character who acts like Platt singing twenty four seven is normal in the movie Dear Evan Hansen. Are they right? No, because that's not a screen couple. Now, Ben Platt did have a love interest. It was the sister of the boy who passed away. And Connor's that. Sister? What? Connor's Con sister. Yeah. Della Connor. And so, therefore, it should have been. I mean, if they're saying a, none of these are couples until you get to Tom and Jerry and they're not a couple. Well, the next uh, non-couple is LeBron James and any Warner Brother character or Time Warner product. He dribbles on. Dribbles being a pun because he's basketball. Space Jam 2. That's a good point. There's no chemistry between him and any of the animators or any but of the. But they're uh, not couples. They're not love but interest. He, but there's no chemistry between them as a couple. They would be. They would be. What? He's going to date Tweety Bird? Listen, Razzies. This was right. a bad category. Okay. Then, all right. Here's another non couple. Any klutzy cast member at any lamely. Lamely's not a great term. Linkronize? Linkronize or choreographed musical number. Klutzy and Lamely are not woke. Uh, Diana the Musical. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really interact well. There's one great scene where she takes her out and they're watching like the ballet or whatever and then it cuts into popular music and they say, this is what your people, this is what your people dance. This is how your people <laughs> dance. Uh, and that was definitely, I mean, that probably I'm probably gonna vote for that. I do think Diana the musical is gonna get accolades. It's not a movie, but as a pop culture train wreck, it is one of the finest weird artifacts of time. <laughs> uh, but it, yeah, it's not a movie. But yeah, they really don't. No one really clicks at all. Finally, Tom and Jerry, aka it's from Scratchy, which is also they're not a couple. They actually fight each other. They mm -hmm. actually are the opposite of of uh, of a married couple. Oh, so all right, well there we go. So uh -huh. I don't know. Uh, we're supporting actress. For now we have the worst supporting actress. We have Judy Kay as both Queen Elizabeth and Barbara Cartland in Diana the Musical. I, I don't know. I'm glad we're not playing the trailer for this. Uh, there is a point in the start of the second act where uh, romance novelist Barbara Cartwright right Cartland, addresses the crowd because she was a uh, Diana loved her writing and. That they both paid off in spades with that, like they kind of complemented each other. Mm -hmm. And it's the same actress who plays Queen Elizabeth, who just kind of doesn't, you know, okay. And you don't notice. <laughs> the Razzies notice it and put it down for worst supporting actress. For doing okay. It. But honestly, it's having Barbara Cartland show up is just not a great choice. Yeah. Oh, now we're getting into a movie called Infinite, where Which neither Sophie... of us saw. No, it's on uh, Paramount Plus, which none of us have, and none of us will. Yeah. We, we will have it when there's a good movie on it. I'm not getting <laughs> Paramount Plus to watch a bad movie. Mm -hmm. I have plenty of bad movies right now. I don't, if I have the service, I will go ahead and watch it, but I don't have the service. So, yeah. Uh, should we watch the trailer or no? Yeah. Uh, I'm, all right. 
Okay, you're not in the mood. All right, no, you're I am in the trailer. mood. Let's watch the trailer for Diana the Musical. This is how. Okay, no, I'm just kidding. All right, so let's go ahead. We're gonna watch Infinite. Do you, Carl, do you have a sense of what the story is? Infinite is that? Uh, yeah, it's like uh, people think you're a um schizophrenic, but you're not. The things you see are real. Um, Infinite. Infinite trailer. I see it there. Did you watch the trailer? I have watched the trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which let's one do you see. like? One Media? Yeah, let's do One Media. So we're going to watch the trailer from One Media. This film has a lot of nominations, nominations, and this is the first on the list for Sophie Cohen. We'll take a look out. I do see the uh, stunt actor who with the beard who always gets beat up as a henchman. Right. He's already there. Uh, and this is a Paramount Plus original. You need to... Purchase Paramount Plus because you want to see The Godfather and The Godfather TV show called The Offer, and now you get to see this. Ready? What's and, the Offer? Okay. Oh, The Offer is about the history of Godfather, how they got produced by, by Paramount. Oh, how boring. Okay. All right, so let's watch this movie. Three, two, one, go. All right. Well, oh, they do that, like, Intro to the trailer. Ooh, man walks in with a sword. It looks like Doctor Dream. Look inside. inside. I carve look inside mirror wise in the, my chest. But I was going for my first X-ray. Have you seen my Inception soundtrack? Yes, we're playing it. Wow. Leap. 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 Every time you say, I don't know. Wow, this is the whole movie, Carl. All right, come on, Techno. He's coming back to him. Infinite. So he was another, he was a person in another life? I think, yeah, like he keeps getting reincarnated. He, he, shot, the, the, the he shot the handcuffs with the machine gun. That was very precise. Get in. You just shot me with a machine gun. That's very precise. Yeah, I guess there's CGI there. We already saw this. No, we saw the, the intro to the trailer. Wow, Interstellar. <laughs> yeah, the landscape front. Yeah. We saw this already. We saw, yeah. Um, oh, that must be her, Sophie Cohen. Sophie. Infinite. Infinite. Director's great. Equalizer's a great movie. It doesn't look like a good movie at best. But is it as bad that it has to be nominated that we have to get Paramount Plus to... Uh, 
Well, I, I didn't see the movie, as you know, but of course I, I just assume it's a horrible movie. I mean, it's it's Mark Wahlberg. It's just, there'll be Hollywood hitting you over the head. It'll be, it'll be the same character he was in all the other films. Uh, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy until I have to fight. You know, yeah. it, it's always the same. All right, well, there we go. So maybe we don't need, maybe. I'm a reluctant fighter. We don't know what Sophie uh, Cookson does. Yeah, I know. We can't really vote. I don't vote. I am not a Razzie's Academy yeah, member. But in an advisory, advise as a, as your conciliary, I think I can't vote on that one. It, I didn't see it. I, I don't think because it's the streaming world, there's not like a DVD that Paramount Plus has released for people at the library. So <laughs> I think it's like I have to go find a friend who has uh, those uh, all right. Well, the next movie is uh, for worst supporting actress. We have the performance from Karen Manning, who plays Karen. Karen, it's a movie called Every Last One of Them. I didn't see it. Did you? Yes, I have. Do you think it's a, should I see it? No, I don't think you should see okay. it. It's a basically like kind of a another real time uh, dangerous game. Kill or be killed, uh, hostage mm -hmm. situation. Okay. It's basically uh, a revenge. You know, somebody killed my daughter and it really hurt me. So I'm going to kill their son and then I'm going to kill him. Yeah, somebody killed my puppy, which is really my wife. The soul of my wife was in that puppy. Right, gonna so I'm going to kill the guy. The mob. And then I'm going to kill his mob dad and blow up his mob. But yeah, you're, we're still playing. You have about John Wick. This movie is basically this guy's daughter. It takes place in Coachella. There's a drug over Okay, wait, 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 wait. John Wick should have killed that guy at, with the car okay. and then stopped. Stopped. The debt was paid. The guy who did it paid. Every last one of them takes place in Coachella. Not the Coachella Musica, Musica Festival. Coachella, California during the off-season. And um, these a 17-year-old girl did heroin with a bunch of other 17-year-olds. Really? Dose. They panic. They call their cop dad. He says, uh, well, why don't you just throw her in the lake? Said, well, dad, he's still living. Well, whatever, son, just throw her in the lake. And then he does, and then the dad of the lady comes, kills the son in front of the dad. And it's, it has some Chinatown, Orange County water politics. It went completely over my head because the only other interesting note is Richard Dreyfus showing up. Okay. And Richard Dreyfus, how old was he? Seventy something. And he shows up and he talks in the kitchen. He talks in the police station. He talks in a bar. He basically has a couple of scenes. You know, he says, "You gotta, you gotta stop killing everybody. You know, your daughter ain't coming back. Mm -hmm. uh, you gotta kill everybody." <laughs> and. Uh, Mary Christina Brown, who I think is a worse actor uh, than Karen Manning, shows up. I don't know who Karen Manning is. I forgot she was in Hustle and Flow. I went to see this movie before Karen, and I thought that they gave the nomination to the sheriff. The sheriff was played by Mary Christina Brown. No emotion. Looks like she's in Fifth Grade. So, <laughs> yeah, well, that's not good. Oh, my mind? Oh, yeah. Not a good idea. So that is uh, 
by review. Of Every last one. one of them. Yeah, so I don't think Taryn, Taryn only has a couple scenes in this movie. She's the wife of the dad who's to kill the kid. Yeah. The revenging dad like stabs her hand. Oh, all right, I'll tell you the truth. You know, type of thing. But other than that, she's just she's in a few scenes and that's it. Not very noticeable for us. Okay. Every last one of them, and it's also on Roku tonight. So oh, so we watched the trailer. Oh. Yeah, let's do it. So Paramount Pictures, Paramount Movies has the trailer. Every last one of them. Fortunately, one minute and fifteen seconds. Okay. Uh, do you like Paramount movies? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, a minute forty-two. That sounds yeah, great. Right. Yeah, we're on the same page. Look, the killing fields of Nam, the rice paddies already. Oh, okay. Just Chinatown kids. In three, two, one, go. Oh, oh yeah, Michael Madden. He's look, he's too good. What happened to my daughter? A lot of junkies shooting up. Am I going to see Richard Dreyfus? Yeah, he'll show up in this. There we go. No! He's in the kitchen. He's in his 70s? Yeah. Last night I played uh, in that Clash tribute band with the drummer. Oh, great. How did it go? It, it went really well. But the one of the guitarists, I found out he was 69 years old. He looked like he was in his 50s. He was... Great, we can only hope. You're right. Who drew yeah. first blood? Oh, it's her. Yeah, right. Her. She's she's at the kitchen table. Yeah, Every last one of them. Terrible. Look at that, he's shooting the cop car with a machine gun. Oh, yeah. No, this movie is a turkey. <laughs> it's on Roku channel. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. But Taryn Manning is not the worst part of it. Amy Adams, the mom, plays of Lois Lane, got nominated for Worst Picture of Dear Evan Hansen. Carl, you saw it. What do you think? I think that this would be who i vote for. Now, I really like Amy Adams, and unlike the world, I liked Woman in the Window. Right. Well, I, I'm, I'm done with it. Uh, and then finally, Camilla, Camilla, Camilla uh, Aaron Hello? Davies from a play Camilla, Camilla, Diana the Musical. I, I, she wasn't great. So uh, I'm going to have to hold off until I see Dear Evan Hansen because I can't form an opinion yet. Okay, yeah. Let me just Infinite. explain. If, it's going to be hard to explain because Amy Adams is good, but she was a little wooden. But the thing is, she is always wooden. It doesn't mean she's not good. Right, you know, no, believe right. her as an actress. She but was it was kind of two-dimensional. It was kind of she was like a concerned mother who just believed that the kid was replacing her kid, and she was trying to be positive, and she's always arguing because I don't know. I, I, I hate to give it to her, but if now I am not a, an Academy member of the Razzies, I cannot vote. But in a advisory capacity, like as your consigliere. I would say, Gary. 
unfortunately how we did yeah. but I have to advise you advise you. okay fair enough you i think do. that's fair enough so amy adams uh your performance did not make my but i love you. you worst actor scott eastwood in dangerous playing no drugged up psychopath he was fine Mark Wahlberg in infant we yeah. haven't seen it so yeah. yes i still uh, vote for him he played mark Wahlberg. he did the same guy i just know it roharam as charles opens Prince Charles and Lady Diana in the musical. You know, you, you got to perform and sing and they, and choreograph. They did fine. The only one I would say is that the uh, the guy who like followed Princess Diana around was kind of not great. But you know what? That was it. That's the only comment I have about that. Uh, ben Platt and Dear Evan Hansen, worst actor. Is that the hero? Yeah. Wow. Well, I thought he did fine, but uh, you need to see it. I, need I to thought see his it. acting was very believable and then we finally have LeBron James and Space Jam, a new legacy. Yeah, I mean, to be generous, I would say probably him. Uh, now, but well, I just want to say that Ben Platt was perfect for the cast for Dear Evan Hansen because he had a cast. It said right. Connor on it. Right, Connor on it. I don't think he should be picked. LeBron James, you think, is the worst actor? I don't know. Oh, I'm going to have to watch LeBron. But I, I've seen Dangerous. I thought it was a nuanced performance uh i saw charles and diana the musical is fine uh ben platt i haven't seen yet and lebron james you know he was able to sync up with the animation all right but he just was not interested there's no <laughs> i don't know I, I thought michael jordan was a lot more fun okay all right worst actress so uh janina dewall as uh looks nothing like that princess diana according to the press except when she's wearing that wig and you're looking from the back of her head. Yeah, she was winning, but she sang, she danced, she did fine. The, the musical itself was bad. Any other, uh, Amy Adams, Woman in the Window? You'll pick her, I won't. I thought she was fine. Karen Manning from Karen. She did exactly her job. She was fine. I absolutely agree. Oh, okay, Megan Fox, Midnight in the Switchgrass. I think at this point, let's not play trailers. Did you see it? No, I have to. Because it's one of those Bruce Willis movies. I'm going to see it this weekend. All right. So why eight, Why should we play trailers? Because we're already two hours into the show. Are we really? Yeah, it's 8 o'clock. Oh, okay. Forget it. Keep going. I have seen Bank Banquet. Uh-huh. Should I see it? Oh, nobody okay. should see it. Okay. It is a COVID movie. It has Morgan Freeman in a room dictating instructions to an assassin played by Ruby Rose, silent assassin, uh, who walks around like a maid, listening to what his directions instructions are, and make a left, make a left, yeah. And I don't know, she's terrible at it. It's a terrible movie. She would probably get my vote. Uh, yeah, she gets my vote. There's not that many other actors, so okay. I just, I just thought it was a bad. Now, I didn't see these Bruce Willis films, did you? I've seen one. So here's a new category, a special category. Worst performance by Bruce Willis in a 2021 movie. The special category, all eight. Of these wow, you really walked through eight films making that green. Well, you know what? I am actually renting these from, uh, I'm going to the library, and I'm renting them from Redbox to make sure I see all of them. Okay. Uh, out of the eight movies listed, one is on 
Netflix, and I have seen it, so I could talk to Which you about one? that. It's called Cosmic Sin. Not Cosmic Sun. That makes sense. Cosmic Sin. Okay. Uh, it is the Netflix. year 2524, and the Alliance has a peace treaty. However, <laughs> there is first contact, and they need to call General Ford, Bruce Willis, who uh, people don't like me. Uh, my suit needs some coat of paint. Kind of like me. <laughs> un undeserved accolades as the best. <laughs> this is like these Bruce Willis movies, and we'll list them. They're being called out because one, it might be pure tasteless because if Bruce Willis is going through a personal malady uh, and he's just trying to make some money before he is he acting. Sick? There, there's been uh, gossip that he has dementia. Oh, okay. So you may say, because of this rumor I heard, this is kind of a tasteless category. You can also say these films he's making are ways to launder money for other productions or for people, and that they give him you know cash up front, millions up front, so they can get these movies out. Okay. Uh, but the, the bottom line is that he made these movies, and I'm going to pay to see these movies. So out of the ones I paid, I will tell you what the worst is. But Cosmic Sin is a good example of what these films are about. They use him to do suits for a day's worth, and then they have body doubles and shots of the guy's back of the head nodding, or they'll have like other actors, and it's kind of COVID-y where it's just one actor at a time talks. Right. But they'll have like one of the other actors would be Frank Grillo, who you know from the Marvel movies, who plays Captain America, and he'll be overacting. I'm <laughs> in the heart of the sun, you know, and. Uh, it's fun, but when it comes to Bruce Willis, it'll be like, yep. You know, if anything, like, and he never gets harmed. He also has this privilege, like, at a bar fight, no one's going to hit him. He'll just kind of smirk and just like, type of thing. <laughs> and it's the future, so everyone wears t-shirts, but the bartender is a robot. Okay. So it, but it doesn't make any sense. Apparently, like, the first contact are evil people. Who, I don't know. But you can't really vote for it because you haven't seen it. No, I have seen I mean, that one. I bet, I but I'm saying the others. Right. So the other movies I need to see, and they include American Speed. And you're going to see them all before Monday when you vote? Yeah. Time this airs on Video Robot FM. <laughs> I have seen American Speed. I have seen Apex. I have seen, I've already seen Cosmic Sun. Deadlock. In Fortress. Midnight in the Switchgrass. We might have talked. Out of Death. I survived the game. Okay, so this is it. Worst picture. This is the one that the Razzies really cares about. Right. Okay, so here are the choices. Diana the Musical, Infinite, Karen, Space Jam, A New Legacy, Woman in the Window. Let's vote for Infinite. You didn't see it. I have not seen Infinite, so I'm not going to vote. Diana the Musical is a – I would recommend watching it. It's a weird, campy, bad musical. Of okay. But it's not necessarily a film. So right. It, no, but uh, definitely, I'm, I'm going to vote probably worst couple, or the people interacting between them. But, uh, uh, Karen, I liked. I, uh, I Infinite, I haven't seen. So it's between two now: Space Jam and the Woman in the Window. Has to be Space Jam and New Legacy. You can't okay. escape. You can't okay. escape the fact they made this movie. You can't let them get away with it. We never let it get away with Space Jam. There's certain things, especially with as the Razzies, you have to say. No, you can't get away with this. You can't have a movie about your back catalog. 
I think I guess I would agree with you, Space Jam. I mean, I have strong feelings really? about Karen because we're talking about a picture, worst picture, and that was like a bad slice of our culture, you know? But it's uh, a TV movie on VP Club. I mean, I think it serves its Space point, Jam wins. Space Jam, yeah. We don't need another Space Jam. But uh, it's the day before the Oscars, so check it out. Whatever movie we're going to do this week, we'll be back next week with that movie. Carl, what a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you, Mike. Thank you. Thank you, audience. Let us chat away. We'll see you next time. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hi, Carl. Hi, Mike. Thanks for having me on. I'm ready to watch a full-length movie on YouTube with right. you, the audience, and you, Mike. Uh-huh. Well, you should be welcome because the show is called Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. So you are part of the show. We just heard your theme song. You have watched this movie that we're going to watch a couple of times. We're going to yeah. watch a full-length movie on YouTube here on Mutiny Radio, where we stream first every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. You're probably listening to us right now on Mutiny Radio. We have other options. You can also follow our podcast. drops every Sunday night. Just subscribe to our acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. Write down that acronym and subscribe to our YouTube channel, where we sync the movie to the podcast. You're going to watch a full-length movie with the sound off, and you're going to listen to us at the same time. And you have three options. You could do it live, you could do it as a podcast, or you can follow our YouTube channel. And as always, we love it when you donate money to Mutiny Radio uh, at Venmo at Mutiny Radio. And there's a lot of great things at MutinyRadio.fm. Check it out. Of course, we follow Found Round Sound with Scotto, as always, and we love Scotto and uh, love everything he does. So, <laughs> Donate to the station. Carl, I'm excited to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. What is the movie this week? We are going to watch Francis Joins the Wax, 1954. I'm sorry, audience. I'm sorry. It is Francis Joins the Wax. That's what you put in the YouTube search engine. Francis is Fran. We all uh -huh. know that. C-I-S. C-I-S. Born a male. And then joins the W-A-C-S. The Woman's Auxiliary Corps, 1954. Francis joins the WACS, 1954. Fran CIS. Okay, so move over, uh, Abbott and Costello and uh, Laurel and Hardy. Yeah, you've had fun with your military movies. Now there's a new gang in town, Donald O'Connor and his talking mule Francis as, wait a minute, they join a Women's Auxiliary Corps? Yeah, the Women's Auxiliary Corps. It all happens by a mistake, and it is... Oh, the rip-roarious hilarity of a fish out of water. Oh, I bet. 
It's funny you said Abbott and Costello because this director directed several Abbott and Costellos, but I'll save it for save after. It for there. Yeah. Well, I love the Abbott and Costellos. Is it Charles Lawton before we start? It is Arthur Lubin oh, is our right. director. Great. Well, I'm very excited. So here's what we want you to do. We want you to go find YouTube. We want you to type in a search engine. Francis joins the wax. W-A-C-S. 1955? Four. 1954. Channel We Like, Make Them Laugh. The official Donald O'Connell fan page. And there's, I would recommend subscribing to it. A lot of great Donald O'Connor movies. As you know, he's done five of these movies. Yeah. Yeah. And he's done a lot of things. He's the guy from Singing in the Rain. So we're very excited that there's a fan who posted this. So click that link. Hit pause. Move your timer to zero, zero, zero. We have a special treat coming up. Give you some time to get ready. We have a special comedian who's going to do our celebrity comedian countdown with Carl. I haven't heard this, but I know it's probably the best we ever have. So, Carl, <laughs> take it away. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Mike Lauro. Welcome, Mike. Hi, thank you for having me. Now, Mike. You are new to comedy. We see each other out there at the open mics on the shows that you produce. You've, you've had me on once or twice. But how long have you been doing comedy? What got you into it? Gotcha. I've been doing it for about two and a half years now. I started, voice getting loud. Uh, I started literally two weeks before the first lockdown of COVID. Huh. So yeah, so that's how, that's how it's easy for me to remember. I started like two weeks right before COVID, and I I've always wanted to do comedy. It was something like I always just like I always dreamed of doing, but I just never like had the confidence to. Uh -huh. And finally one day I just said, "Why am I waiting?" So I just went into it and did it. And so what? You went to an open mic. Where was your first open mic? Yeah, so actually, uh, I I grew up in Staten Island, so I knew a couple people that just so happened to do comedy. I knew uh, Stephen Duca, who I'm not sure if you know, and John uh -huh. Kirshner. And so I hit yeah. them up, and I was like, hey, I'm looking to start uh, stand-up. Do you have any like tips or anything you can give me or tell me like where I can go to start? And they were running an open mic at the time, so they were just like, hey, come here this day. And it was kind of just that quick. Perfect. So you are not a newbie anymore, even though maybe two years isn't so much. But I mean, yeah. I see you up there. You've got your persona and your style. You've got material. You know, are you feeling more confident nowadays? Like you're, I mean, you're in our clique, right? You're one of yeah. us. No, yeah, I feel, I feel super confident now. It was kind of like, it was one of those moments where I started feeling confident even early on, but obviously just growing my voice on stage is where I need to start getting more confidence, and that's where I'm like, I feel like I'm hitting my stride finally, which is nice. Now you are hitting your stride, not just as a comedian, but you're also a comedy producer. Uh, what got you into that? You're just making your own gigs, or what got you inspired to be a producer? It was something like I've, I've wanted to just try to do my own show for a while because I always felt like it, it seemed like a fun thing to do. Uh -huh. I can give more stage time, of course, is always good, too. So it was something that I was looking to uh, explore, and then finally I found a place that wanted to do a show, and that's how we made it work. Nowadays, you do a regular show at High Jinx. High Jinx. It's H-I-G-H -H Jinx because it's a, it's a, um, uh, it's a dispensary. 
Tell us about that show, when it is, where it is, and how you got into it. Yeah, so actually, I went on uh, Facebook. They have all these groups for all different neighborhoods, like around Jersey, New York, things like that. And I kind of just put in those groups. I was like, hey, I'm a local comedian. I'm looking to do a comedy show. Do you know of any bars or restaurants or anything or looking to do a show? And the owners of where I do my comedy show, Scarlet Reserve Room, they hit me up and they were like, hey, we would love to do a comedy show. If you want to come through, we could talk about it. So that's what happened. I, I Basically, they com- they commented on that post. And then like a week later, I went there and we talked about it. And we got it figured out. Now, this is hijinks? Yeah. Okay. Now, that's in uh, Red Bank, New Jersey, right? Tell everybody what day of the week it is and time. And, you know, it's every – it's not once a month. It's once a week, right? So it was – we were doing them once every other week. But now we're going to start doing uh, one paid show per month, and that's going to be every fourth Friday of the month. And that you can pay for admission as well as pay for a pre-rolled joint because it is 420 friendly. Yeah, it's very 420 friendly. <laughs> I'm not admitting on this podcast that I purchased uh, marijuana there, but I did purchase marijuana there. <laughs> I really appreciate you booking me on that show. Now, one of the other of things I wanted to get to, I wanted to promote your podcast. Now, it's called Better Off Drunk. And who is your co-host and where can people find this? Uh, Steve Picaro is my co-host of that. And he's a great great dude great comic you can find that on youtube for the videos and then you can find it anywhere you can listen to podcasts as well okay so better off drunk you recommend youtube though because they can see the video but it's yeah. like industry any of those serve you know i i uh pod apple podcasts and uh um what spotify yeah it's on spotify apple podcasts any of I those can... i definitely recommend the video though because so the idea of the podcast is me and steve have two other comedians come on and then we just play drinking games so it's a lot of fun to watch us play the drinking games it's, it's a lot harder to p- follow it when you're uh listening and then when you watch the video you can play along with us so yeah that's perfect and things are better off when you're drunk so better exactly. off that's the motto <laughs> okay now matt, matt uh, mike how can people find you out there on social media on the internet do you have a website your instagram handle Give us the lowdown. How can people follow you and go to shows? Hey, so you guys can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at, at Mike Loro Comedy, and then on Facebook as well, Mike Loro. Uh, you can also follow the Hijinx Comedy at, at Hijinx Comedy on Instagram. And so you can follow us anywhere. You can follow the Hijinx to get tickets and go to the show, or you can follow me just for laughs and go to my other shows. It's L A U R O, Loro. L A U R O. Okay, great. Okay, well, thank you for being on, Mike. Now, everyone at home is poised to watch this movie at the same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home must press play at the exact same time as we do here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Mike Loro, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. All right, guys, let's get it going. Going to hit the button when I hit go, okay? We're going to say three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for that Celebrity Comedian countdown, and best of luck to you. Best of luck to you, Comedian. Yes, Comedian, thank you for your URL and your background and your service. We're ready to watch a movie. Time yes. to watch. 
Francis the Talking Mule. Yeah, man. Wow, man. This this film is whack. <laughs> Who is the whackness? Woman's <laughs> Auxiliary Corps. Kill Wills. Yeah. Now he's the voice of uh, Francis the Talking Mule. Yeah. Now in the other films, he was the voice. There were seven of them. He was the voice, and he was uncredited. Because back then, they just didn't credit voiceovers. Why? Why? I don't know. But in this film, he's credited because he plays a general. And because he has the same voice as the mule, they play with that a lot. A lot of the times, it's never explained why, and it's never clearly... Uh, I guess I guess they think, you know, they're winking at the audience. The audience understands it's his voice. Does, do they make jokes about it? Like, so they're like fourth wall breaking a little? Um, a little bit. Now, this is the view of the 9 11 bombers. Now, look, it's been 21 years, people. Calm down. I can make a joke. It's been 21 years. Right. Come on. Don't you remember they bombed the Pentagon, too? And they bombed that field in Pennsylvania. What devastation! They did it. Well, that was not intentionally. The the people, if I remember oh. that movie right. Oh, I thought they were trying to kill the crops for this season. Did you ever see that movie, Depressing Plane movie, where they uh, <laughs> based on the true life story? No. Nope. You know what I'm talking about? They had no, a movie was it a about nine eleven. Yeah. I think I heard of it because it's all about how they take them down. I don't think I ever want to watch that movie. Now, this is our star, Peter Sterling, and he is Donald O'Connor. He's so young-looking. Now, he was in the other films in the Army, and here he's in the reserves. He works at a bank, and they're calling him back to duty, and he won't go! He won't go! Oh, that's reason right there, buddy. Yeah. They can't do this to me. They can't do this to me. They want me? Now, by mistake, he hits the alarm. Uh-huh. Bank robbery. That you stepped so, on the button. That was so, um, well. Oh, now, I'm not going to do it, Carl. I'm so not going to do it. Cut to the next scene. You're in full military right. uniform on a train. On a train heading yeah. to duty. Fort Chase. Hmm. Southern. Yeah, you don't have to tell me this is Southern. Southern California, look at those. We're, we're uh, certainly trees. not south, right? I mean, yeah, Southern California, I guess. This okay. was filmed completely. This was in San Diego, Van Nuys, and it was in Universal Studios. And... Oh, no. Donkey's ass. Mule's ass. Well, who could that be? <laughs> yeah, we can't make our joke. Uh, you, this guy's a little horse. <laughs> oh, yeah, because he just won't shut up. Because he's a mule. Now, coincidentally, he sees his old mule friend, Francis. Yeah, who also got into the wax, right? Well, it's really a dumb plot point. Somehow, he heard that the computer screwed up and Peter Sterling was getting signed to, assigned to the wax. So he got himself there assigned to the animal experience experiment experiments 
department mm. just so he could get there and get his friend Peter out of trouble. It's the dumbest plot point ever. Animal experiments, man. That's fun. They feed you some fucked up sugar cubes. <laughs> <laughs> you got like a horse boner the first time. Your mane's yeah. growing out. Then you eat the placebos and you're crashing. Oh, look, we oh. just bumped into our main That's a terrible hero. This is Captain Jane Parker. She is Julie Adams in real life, and she's our main whack. Wait, she's named after the Star Trek captain? No, she's... Oh, you're thinking of Picard. This is no, captain... I'm thinking of Jane. Yeah, right. Right. Jane what? Jane Way? Jane Way. No, Jane Janeway? I, I never watched that series, Voyager. I thought they're just ripping me off. They're just trying to squeeze another Star Trek out of me. They're still Maybe. doing that. They're yes, still, they are. They're still fucking you up. They're still saying... No, I'm we, fucking them up. I'm not watching the new Star Trek. Wait a minute. Carl, oh, well, that's great. Look at that guy. Love yeah, it. that was funny, right? Yeah. I now, like here that. comes Jane again, and there's going to be more trouble. Janeway. Bonk! Oh, I can't date you. Too much baggage. <laughs> Guess what? In respect, I respect this film in that there isn't any dating. There isn't any love interest. Right. It doesn't. Le oh, look what he's going to do. That old gag. Running out of train gags. Darn it. Darn it. Oh, now her uniform's all wet. Are you okay? Oh, fine. Just fine. MT MP's going to fucking drag him away. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, MP, yeah, buddy. You, so you saw it was an accident. Yes, but a little dignity. Leave her a little dignity. Yeah. Oh, I guess the MP stands for man police. It did good. <laughs> Don't let her see this. Peter Sterling, he's lieutenant. Lieutenant. Let me write that right. So he's in the reserve. So was there a war going on? Korean War? Uh, there was the Korean War. I'm not clear on the dates of it. Right. But he will not be. He's not going up to the front line. It's so strange. These war comedies war after World War II. Yeah. Now, here we have a funny joke. This is like a whack. He's expecting all these women to show up to get transferred. So he goes, one minute, please. Let the ladies in first. Like, then he takes a look and like, you're a man. But he doesn't say it. He's just like, huh? Huh? Where you got a dick? Women? He looks at his dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's like, There's, I see a bulge in your pants. Yeah, I leaned over. Luggage. Back in luggage. Excess luggage. So he goes, here's his orders. This paperwork seems to be okay. And and look, you know, Peter Sterling is oblivious that he's assigned to the wax. I mean, why would he think that, you know? Right. Then he goes, his papers are in order. It came from Washington. He said, George or Martha? <laughs> oh, right. Is he Glenn or Glenda? I guess that movie came out around the same time. I always think of the cheap trick song from the wax, you know, Surrender. Yeah, you were, because that song is so complicated and switches so many gears. I don't remember any of the words, especially because that's the part where it's like the sing-along part where everyone knows, except who knows that was the lyrics other than yourself. Yeah, well, Mommy's all right, Daddy's all right. They just seem a little weird. Everyone sings along with yeah. that. Surrender. The lyrics are weird. Uh, the lyrics don't rhyme on purpose. They, no, none of the lyrics rhyme in the film in the in the song, and it's so awkward sounding. I did have the opportunity to see them live, and they did that song, and it was just fucking balls to the wall great. 
Oh, that's it, terrific. It's part of that song. It's a, it just turns into another song halfway through. But I you know. Were saying, I always think that is a cheap trick. That is a, such a cheap trick. I think they they named that song after me because I didn't tip a prostitute. <laughs> so you can you say the lyric though because people won't even remember it. Uh, uh, Daddy says your mother's right. She's really up on things. Why before we married, mommy served in the wax in the Philippines. Now I had heard that the wax recruited all maids for the war, but mommy isn't one of those. I've known her all these years. That's a great all right. song. He's all right. And the, the thing about that song is that it just works on so many different levels, right? You're a young kid and you're just screaming it. And then when you're a parent, you're like, yeah, god damn it. Yeah, you catch yeah. your parents having sex to your Kiss records. Damn it. <laughs> what, your Paul Stanley solo album? Yeah, for the first time ever. No, it was Numbers Up. Numbers Up was the Kiss record they were rocking and rolling with. So now he's discovered that he's in the wax. What the fuck? Hey, now, hello, this, lady. this is a starlet, okay? Um, her name is uh, Mamie Van Doren, and she's alive today. She's one of the only people who's still alive today. And she was like a real sex symbol. Yeah, rock and, roll high, rock and Roll High School, Rock and Roll Confidential was a great movie with her. Well, I, I didn't catch that one, but that sounds exactly right. Uh, best remembered for for the rock and roll juvenile delinquency exploitation film, Untamed Youth in 57. Oh. He was in Voyage to the Planet of the Prehistoric Women. Oh, was he a visitor or prehistoric women? I can only assume. And she's being all cutesy here. Like they're expecting a, a bunny Sterling. And obviously Peter Sterling's not, whoa, oh my goodness. Oh, Jesus correct. She was only 85% dressed. <laughs> now, here's okay. our top dog lady. Okay, she is Major Louise Simpson. And she was like a sexy, sexy starlet, too, in the 40s. But now it's the 50s, and she plays more matronly roles. Nice. Now, we all know. this is still our main whack, the one who got all doused with water. Uh, Julie Adams, yeah. Now, why do they have a Star of David with an A on it? Um, for asshole? I don't know the answer. Jewish, Jewish asshole. <laughs> you don't need to wear it on your sleeve, boys. Hey, did you just sleep with my Jewish wife? Nah, why would you say that? Because you got a Scarlet A on that Star of David on your shirt. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's an adulterer's. Yeah, you always sleep with Jewish men, Jewish married men. Was David King David the one who sent who had the affair with uh, Jezebel and sent the the No, that wasn't King no. David. It was a different one. Okay, never mind. That would work for the A. Yeah, right, Jezebel. Jezebel. Now look at that clock on the wall. I swear to God, it's like elementary and high school when we were growing up. Oh, uh, it looks like it's not four twenty anymore, Carl. You can stop smoking. <laughs> Now she's getting offended with like, uh, I think you wax are great in your place. You know, we're getting a lot of... Oh, Battle of the Sexes in this movie. Yeah, we're getting a lot of... See, he never means anything sexist, but they always get offended and take it sexist. The thing is, it is sexist, but he's just repeating the, no, the, the, the zeitgeist of the day, you know? 
Uh, Go ahead, listen to them worm a little. In their place. place. The fuck? Oh, I'm just saying it could be anywhere. It could be here. It could be in the kitchen. In the kitchen. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, sick symbol. Turn it up because it's fun. He goes, what? Is something wrong? And she goes, not yet. Yeah, don't fuck him. Yeah. But you're saying he, he doesn't fuck any of them. He doesn't. Oh, yes, yes. They used to sell a snake. You can imagine. Yeah. I used to take some of you home with me. You did? Oh, yeah. You did? You make all around his head. Yes, miss. I'm sorry, but it's been 10 minutes without a fucking talking donkey, and I'm going through withdrawal. Oh, yeah, we're not going to meet this donkey. Well, it's coming up. He's going to go to his quarters. He's going to go to sleep tonight, and donkey's going to show up and explain himself. Now, have you ever seen the movie Hot to Trot with Bob Heckle no. Wave? Don Candy is a talking horse. He got credit as Don oh. Horse. Did uh, I see he... it? Yeah, I'll tell you why. It's one of the worst movies you'll ever see. Oh, Abney right. Coleman's in it. He, uh, I do not enjoy that experience. Virginia Manson is a professional actor, though. I read an interview with Dabney. He couldn't say anything nice about the Talking Horse movie. He has buck teeth in the movie. Dabney. Okay. And uh, Gilbert Gottfried plays the veterinarian at the end of the movie. <laughs> He's got the horse on like a dentist chair. Now turn your head and cough. I sound a little hoarse. Doctor, you should listen to yourself. Yeah, yeah no, it's... there's this one scene in which the general, who's the voice of the horse, yeah. get, or the mule, gets like horse. And I don't understand why he does. Okay, now we're going to see the mule. Finally. All right, you got to open a window so the mule can show up. Right. It's like every Mr. Ed episode. Like, yeah, Mr. Ed. I think that Mr. Ed totally ripped off this series. Yeah, the absolutely. thing is, director Arthur Lubin did it. So. Oh, so it's the same creative forces. Off. No, okay. it's just. Director Arthur Lubin. Several Abbott and Costello films, Phantom of the Opera in 43, wow. the Francis the Talking Mule series, and he created the Talking Horse TV series, Mr. Ed. So is he ripping himself off? I don't think no, so. No, it's just an evolution. He's like, you can see the peanut butter falling out of the, the donkey's mouth. <laughs> That's right. They, to credit to this film, they don't do too many tricks with right. like, Doing it in reverse, then forward, then reverse. Uh, it's pretty good. You see the way he's got his mouth going there? It's Yeah, no, it looks good. They're not faking it. They're it is this Mr. Ed thing where suddenly they're talking at a window and the horse comes in, or they're at a, you know some area where the horse could just kind of show stable. up. Stable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, stable. So oh, now I... he's, he's explaining the thin plot that he found out he was in trouble and came to look for him. He had to get himself assigned to the animal experiments department. It's it's kind of cheap. But I mean, it's our what is this? This is our fifth edition. You know, I, was thinking, I was thinking about that too. Like Police Academy 5 I think was up, uh, 
maybe Miami uh when they go to Miami. Okay. Well, I mean, this film is no slouch. Uh this film did better than um uh, uh okay, wait, let me find it exactly. Um <laughs> What's this? See, What's they it? overheard the horse, uh, the mule, so they think there's a woman in there. As it is a mule. And I heard she's That's stubborn as a mule. Oh, donkey. Okay, donkey! It's not jumping out and biting me, but this film did better than the sequel number two and number three and number four. This one had good box office. No, okay. I I really wanted to do a Francis the Talking Mule movie uh, on our show because I, I've always heard about this. So I wanted to find the most interesting one. I didn't want to find like I didn't want us just to watch another drab one. Gotcha. And I picked this because of Zazu Pitts, who's a regular. Uh, Mammy Mammy Van Doren, who I read on IMDb, did not want to be in this movie. He did not want to be in this movie, and she had Clint Eastwood was her friend. Huh. Uh, let me. Like I yeah. said, she's still alive, and she's trying so hard to be a sex symbol today. She has, like, plastic surgery and stuff. Mammy Van Dorden didn't want to be in the film, but she was contracted to Universal and had to do it. Clint Eastwood was her friend of hers and found out she was in it, asked her to help him get a part. She said, God, why are you trying to get into that movie? I'm trying to get out of it. The only reason anyone starred in that film because they were forced to. Well, he was in Joins the Navy, I believe. He was in a Francis movie. Clint Eastwood. I believe, yep. But we saw Clint Eastwood in uh, Bonzo Goes to College, too. Clint, what? Clint Eastwood, was... wasn't he in Bonzo Goes to College? No. Was he no. in Bonzo? No, no I, would have, I would have been all over that shit. I thought I saw a movie where he was holding a monkey. It well, must have been. Orangutan in any which way but loose. <laughs> Is that what you mean? It's not what Be you mean. It was before that. He's like a tall drink of water, like the young Clint Eastwood. Yeah, I guess I don't know about that. Okay, so <clears throat> by mistake, this woman is in the same bunker as him, and <clears throat> he's about to go, excuse me, and she'll go, ah, you know, that kind of thing. And the MPs run in and take him to the, the <laughs> um, major's office, and, oh, I'm sorry to disturb you, ah! Ah. Wait, it's, it's too dark. Wow. Some cute 50, 1950s uh, styles. Yes. Yeah. Nobody in here, huh? Look, he puts his head under because it's a comedy. Oh, shit. It's the Madam Police. <laughs> MPs. Ms. Police. Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah, Ms. Pac-Man. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, but it isn't true. Now, I know what you're thinking, but it isn't true. Then he comes into this office and goes, I know what you're thinking, but it isn't true. Isn't it obvious that this was all over? Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship 
as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Patrick Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites com- Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Come watch your favorite John Hughes 80s films through a whole new lens. We'll have the subtitles on and the volume low while a panel of feminists critique these beloved movies that shaped a generation with sexist, classist, homophobic, racist plots and characters and settings along with a healthy dose of damage property. Hosted by staunch feminist Pam Benjamin at Mutiny Radio, join us 215 for 16 Candles with Warren Kraut and Emma Brennan. 3 1, The Breakfast Club with Spencer Devine and Dominic Delgadillo. 3 15, Pretty in Pink with Nina G and Allison Reynolds. And 3 28, Some Kind of Wonderful with Mel Michelle. Hey, it's really exciting. We're going to be here 278 121st Street screening John Hughes films with you, 6 o'clock every other Wednesday, Mutiny Radio. Kids, it's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. When I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino, I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. 
and donate two to five dollars on, hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. The year is 2023. Oh, I wish that laughter had value and the unexpected laugh was priceless. Worry not. True entertainment has brought us a savior in whosthatlive.com. Oh, finally, an escape from the apocalyptic nightmare I live in. You can go to whosthatlive.com and buy comedy tickets. And you're in a raffle, I guess. True, 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 true productions. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the Bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. is when the comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog-friendly. Dog fr- we are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog-friendly. A dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here in Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, brush, Omar, Ibis, and everything in between. All you One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday, or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates have to see you. It's sunshine! And even in the drizzle, but not too much. And Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? 
I really don't. Anywho. You take it west of Freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Talking public schools. In the tri-level dual world of stand-up comedy, laughter has value and the unexpected laugh is priceless. Who is that live.com? Comedy local shows on sale now. Everyone that purchases a ticket will automatically be entered into a true drawing. Who wants to focus on the genre of stand-up comedy and those that... Who's that? Go to whoisthatlive.com for upcoming shows. Join us on a journey into the absurd. Radio Havana, 1109 Valencia at 22nd in San Francisco. The Wyatt Improv.
made me Cause nobody Now it's only getting Buckshot and ace in the land of Kicking you in your face We be the Brooklyn style What does it take to get you wild? is getting iller, killer. Instinct is trying to infiltrate, but wait. I know you want to enter, but I can't let you in. My mind stays the maddest. I'm gone with the wind. Because it is survival of the fittest. When the shit hits the fan, I got my shank in my hand. Black man with the permanent tan. I come from the villain, never ran. Damn, I'm feeling another part of reality. Hit me when I represent the FAP. Straight from the till then play the building. I mean literally when I see y'all make a kill.
Bellingham Theater proudly presents the Johnny Otis Show. Johnny Otis's orchestra and his sensational troupe of rock and roll entertainers, featuring Marie Adams of Three Tons of Joy, Mel Williams, Jeannie Sterling and the Moonbeams, Little Arthur Matthews, and Jackie Kelso. And here he is, the king of rock and roll, Johnny Otis. Well, come on, cats, let's rock this joint tonight. Theater proudly presents the Johnny Otis Show. Johnny Otis's orchestra and his sensational troupe of rock and roll entertainers, featuring Marie Adams of Three Tons of Joy, Mel Williams, Jeannie Sterling and the Moonbeams, Little Arthur Matthews, and Jackie Kelso. And here he is, the king of rock and roll, Johnny Otis. of truth benefits like ripples on a pond one ounce of truth benefits like a ripple on a pond that smells and sounds return so all alone uncalled unneeded on a sweaty night as I sit armed with coffee and cigarettes waiting sometimes it seems my life is a scrapbook I used to get a dollar fifty per week for various duties unperformed while I read Green Dolphin Street and the Sun is my undoing never understanding my exclusion but knowing quite clearly that the hero is always misunderstood, though always right in the end. Roy gave me a yellow carnation that year for the junior prom. The red rose was for Michael, who was the prettiest boy I'd ever known. He took me to the Jack and Jill dance and left me sitting in a corner until the slow drags came on. Then he danced real tight and sweated out my bangs. 
I had a white leather monstrosity that passed for taste in my adolescence, pressed with dances undanced, though the songs were melodious. And somehow, three or four scrapbooks were filled with proms and parties and programs that my grandmother made me go to for culture so that I could be a lady. My favorite is the fist book with clippings from the form and notes from the Dean of Women saying, you are on social probation and you are suspended from Fisk. And letters from my mother saying, behave yourself. And letters from my grandmother reminding me, your grandfather graduated Fisk in 1905 and not to try to run the school. But mostly notes from Alvin asking, when was I coming over again? I purchased a blue canvas notebook for the refrain. of our skins and some of us have said so be it. If I am in jail, my castle shall become my rendezvous. My courtyard will bloom with hyacinths and jack-in-the-pulpits. My moat will not restrict me, but will be filled with dolphins sitting on lily pads and seahorses ridden by starfish. Goldfish will make love to black mollies and color my world black gold. The vines entwining my windows will grow butterflies and yellow jackets will buzz me to sleep. The dwarfs in prison will not become my clowns for me to scorn, but my dolls for me to praise and fuss with and give tea parties to. My gnomes will spin cloth of spiderweb silkness. My wounded chocolate soldiers will sit in evening coolness or stand gloriously at attention during that midnight sun, for I would have no need of day patrol. If I am in prison in my skin, let it be a dark world with a deep base walking a witch doctor to me for spiritual consultation. Let my world be defined by my skin and the skin of my people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 